Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark with me as always. With me. With me. My insistent, the Italian. Insistent girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It's August twenty second, nineteen ninety seven, and it's yeah, not it is. Like, no, it's not. It's the twenty third. It's August twenty third, nineteen ninety seven, and it's not like we had to start over because of inappropriate jokes. Never, never. <laughs> We're always appropriate here at uh, the late fee. <laughs> Carol insisted. That's why she's insistent to this week. This week, though, Carol. I insist that you recognize that it's that time of year again. Which time is that exactly? Time of year where Michigan has its period. Ew. And releases. (laughs) I don't like where this is going. The Michigan State Fair. I read a joke today about a period. Do you want to hear it? Sure. So you said, why... Are you making me laugh while I'm on my period? You keep making me ink. Oh, my God. Yeah, I thought that was pretty gross. Wow. What newspaper was that? (laughs) Trashy times. making me ink. (laughs) But it is the state fair time, Carol. Yeah. The fairest of them all. Are you going to take me to the state fair? Yeah, we can go to the state fair. I know. Buy me some cotton candy. I know. I know people at the state fair. I got connections. You got connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll buy you corn dogs. I love corn dogs. Hot dogs. Any phallic shaped <laughs> food item that you want. Popsicle. What about elephant ears? Yeah. They're not really phallic shaped, are they? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> me if that too. reminds <laughs> if that reminds you of my phallus then. <laughs> I think it's time to see the doctor. <laughs> the friendliest, the heaviest, the fluffiest, the tallest, the corniest, the freshest, the sweetest. These are all things being contested at the state fair. You know the state fair. It's so weird to me. So state fairs, I think, developed in agrarian society as like, I don't know, like get-togethers, amongst farmers and contests and things like that. I don't know. I haven't read about the histories of state fairs, but that's my guess. Sure. Based on, you know, like there's the the cow contest and the, you know, the pie contest and all all that stuff like that. I never see those contests at the state fair. Oh, yeah. They're great. I just ride the Uh, rides and eat the food and maybe pet the animals. You don't see the biggest pumpkin and stuff like that? Well, okay. I guess I've seen that. Uh, But anyway, so it's just so weird to me that this is being held in Detroit. It's held in Detroit every year. Yeah. It's it's fun, and I like going to the State Fair, and I guess it's held in Detroit because that's the most populous, you know. Well, yeah. We're not going to drive up north to go to the State Fair. And that's what I'm saying. To me, that's the area that this makes more sense. Because there are a lot of areas of Michigan that are rural. Rural. I'll edit that joke back in. No, 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 no. So, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, like, do do people come from up north to be in the state fair contest? I have no idea. Otherwise, where do the biggest pumpkins come from? Well, when one big mommy pumpkin and one big daddy (laughs) pumpkin love each other very much. (laughs) I see. As long as mommy pumpkin's not inking. No. <laughs> yeah, I would. I I assume they come from the farm areas, so I would assume that they they come down there. It's probably a big thing for them. Yeah, train all year. It's a big thing for me, and I just go eat food. So. <laughs> but yeah, so I I don't know. It, it seems like it would be more convenient for them if it was held up north. Yeah, in Grand Traverse or something like that. Well, yeah, and Traverse City is a big city. Yeah, it's a fairly big city, yeah. Eh. 
I mean, it's closer to the rural areas. I would not drive to Traverse City to go to the state fair. I'll tell you that much. I might, but we'd have to get a hotel room and stuff. Because I'd go there for the cherry festival, and that's not even as exciting. That's true. So, But I like cherries. Do you? <laughs> Got some cherries for you. <laughs> oh, well, guess what I've got for you, Carol? Peaches. Uh. <laughs> Eggplants. Uh-huh, there you go. I've got... Uh, I've got a brand new band for you. Hmm. They're going to be playing at Planet Fest 1997, along with, uh, as one of my friends called them, INXS. In excess. Mm. Uh, I was like, what in the fuck? In excess, Echo and the Bunnymen, Better Than Ezra, uh, followed by Ezra, uh, Paula Cole. Match, I like Paula Cole. And then Matchbox 20 is the uh, is the band that I'm talking about, Matchbox 20. Okay. So Rob Thomas says, okay. Okay, Rob Thomas, your band, Matchbox 20, has scored one of the biggest radio hits of the summer of 1997. Your debut album has sailed into the top 10. You've got an unflagging road schedule that's putting you into venues three times the size of the clubs you were in six months ago. Tell us what it's like. How does it feel sitting smack dab atop the first big curve on the arc of stardom? Wow. That was quite the mouthful. Yeah, that's a hell of a question there. <laughs> Rob Thomas says, you totally changed. So kind of a refreshingly honest answer. <laughs> you become money and hungry. Right? <laughs> you want power and, you know, the blood of virgins. Oh, my God. I'm sure that's what you... But what, what do you think of uh, of Matchbox 20 for their song? Yeah. I think, you, I think you have their album. I don't think I have their album. You don't? No. I thought but you did. I believe the song is 3 a.m. Do you? I do. That's what I believe in my heart. Deep down in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know that song. <clears throat> yeah. Three, three a.m. I must be alone here. Yeah. She hands me a raincoat. She only worried about when it's raining, like and she screams, and her voice is strained, and she says, "Baby." Yeah, we should definitely get a recording for these people instead it's of them having to hear us sing. What? <laughs> instead of them having to hear us sing, we should get them the recording. Oh, okay, I'll give each one of you a recording. I'm saying we should play the song for them. No, I think that's illegal. I won't tell if you don't. Okay. Anyway, what do you think of what do you think of the song? What do you think of Matchbox Twenty? I like the song. I don't love the song. I don't think that it's necessarily like career making wonderful. Oh, really? What do you think? Well, it seems like it's making their career right I, now. But I don't understand why. Is what I'm saying. Like it's it's only okay. What do you think the best career making song ever was? I don't know. Uh, what was Elvis's first song? There you go. Oh, uh, I think his first big hit was probably Blue Suede Shoes or... Oh, that's what I was thinking. Hound too. Dog, maybe? Yeah. So there you go. That's Rain it. nothing but a hound dog. And that's when he started gyrating. Right, all the time. <laughs> yeah. What about I Want to Hold Your Hand? Oh, that's a good one, too. Oh, yeah. I uh-huh. tell you something. See, I think that... I think you understand. Sorry. Yeah, I think that really made their their career. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> do better, Matchbox Twenty. No one gives a shit about your. We don't care about your top ten album. I mean, good for them. I just, I just don't think it's worth all the fuss. Do I you? like the song. Yeah, I like it too. I just, it's I better don't than love it. Hanson. It's better mbop. than Mbop. I mean, it is, but Mbop's catchier. With all the little long hair. They're all little those, boys. Those are the official lyrics. <laughs> all those little boys singing with their long hair. 
Sound like a grandma <laughs> talking about grunge or something like that. <laughs> oh, it's a little boy singing with her long hair. <laughs> I mean, aren't they only like 12 or something? I don't know. In my, in my day, <laughs> singers had short hair and Negroes were not allowed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my golly gee goodness. <laughs> wow, you're really trying to sell them on this, aren't you? On what? The fact that you're from the 30s. <laughs> Maybe I am. Gee willikers. You never understand. Zoinks. You never <laughs> You immediately abandon it or get something wrong. <laughs> I was going to say you never get any of my Walter Winchell references. Who's that? Yeah, see, you're not from the 30s. <laughs> Sorry. I already disappoint you. He was a radio. He's a guy on the basically a gossip guy on the radio. Okay. Why do you know that? Why don't you? Because <laughs> I'm not a grandpa. Because I study the history of entertainment. Good for you. Yeah. Are you going to do something with that? Like write a book or Just torture you? Okay. It's a good use of your time. Try to meet and strike up a conversation with Lee Allen. Cool. He was a radio disc jockey in in Detroit mm. in the sixties. In the sixties, Detroit had a live coast to coast radio show that aired from here because Motown was so huge. This was like an epicenter of of music. But it was Lee Allen. Mm. He would count down the top ten hits from Motown down to. West Grand River at Hitsville, USA. It's Gladys Horton, the Marvelettes. You need to get a job DJing. I I think that's the only thing that's going to make you happy. No. No? No. Marrying you would make me happy. Aw. That's so sweet. Okay, enough sweetness. We (laughs) watched a film. Yeah, it was not sweet. (laughs) No, it was not sweet at all. I believe it's called uh, Government Issue Jane. G.I. Jane. Yep. With Demi Moore. You know. That's what that means. You know that, right? No, I didn't know that. G.I. stands for government issue. So that's like saying their property. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I hate our government sometimes. <laughs> but you know, Demi Moore is hot. Yeah. And she has a great body. Correct. And in this movie. Slower, though. She does. Can you talk about Shut up. She does some things that make me think that she's not as hot now. Oh, because she shaves her head. Well, I don't even care about that, but it's like she got so muscular for this role that like she doesn't look as hot anymore. Like she looks like scary. She definitely beefed up. She looks like she belongs in Street Fighter. That's what she looks like. <laughs> I mean, I remember talking about how muscular she must be to do like the striptease stuff. Sure. But this is another level. You can no, see the muscles. She always had good muscle tone. Yeah. But, yeah, this is, she's definitely bulked up a little bit. Now, here's the thing. During a lot of the scenes I think you're talking about is when she's doing the, her one-armed push-ups mm-hmm. and shit like that. A lot of that's filmed very dark. Yeah. Darkly lit. You can't see her face. Because I noticed, like, the quadriceps you know, like uh, the backs of her legs, or not, I mean the hamstrings, like the backs of her legs, really big. Like the, her legs looked really big and, and beefy. Yes. And. Like scary. I don't know if that's actually what her legs look like. So it, you mentioned you thought maybe they were using a body double. Yeah. And I think it's possible. I hope so. Like, I hope she didn't actually do that to herself. Because. I mean, that's going to, I, I can't imagine that's easy to get rid of. Yeah, it's easy to get rid of. Yeah? Yeah, you just stop working out. All right. <laughs> but then won't she, like, get flabby instead of back to her taut, nice self? <laughs> <laughs> Only if she overeats. Okay. She eats in a normal normal caloric intake and doesn't work out, then she'll you know start losing some muscle mass. It's hard to it's it can be difficult to maintain. 
You know, and and that's the thing is like if she built up basically close to her genetic limit of, mm-hmm. of muscle that she can build on, then that's really hard to maintain. I would I would imagine. But yeah, this uh this movie I I don't it, it was disturbing. Okay. <laughs> I liked it. It was a good movie, but it was really disturbing. I got a lot of thoughts about this movie. I do, and they all tried to come out at once. Yeah. It was not good. So Ridley Scott directed this. Aliens, right? Isn't that something he directed? <laughs> Am I wrong? Why are you laughing? It's just like, it just comes out of nowhere. And it's like, yes, aliens are responsible for Ridley Scott. <laughs> they brought him to this planet. Um, Alien, he directed. Alien. Okay. Aliens was directed by James Cameron. Uh. Famously, James Cameron uh, walked into the uh, the Money Men when they were uh, proposing a sequel to Alien, and he wrote Alien, and they're like, yeah, okay. And then he wrote an S, and then uh, turned the S into a dollar sign. <laughs> Cute. And they were like, sold! <laughs> what did you think of this movie? <laughs> why, why does that make you laugh? I don't know. Cause it's just it's- normal. Just normal. Yeah, you're not normal. Um, so I liked it. I had there were there. It was a rough watch in parts, but mm-hmm. I thought it was that was very well done. There's a lot of there's a lot of politics at play in this movie. Uh, a lot of you know, kind of feminist ideas, military ideas, old boy network ideas. There have been. I, I don't think there's any. And they kind of skirted around it a little bit, but I don't think there's any uh, there's any surprise that or people I'm sure know that over the past few years there have been some some scandals involving the military and sexual harassments uh, as more women get integrated into the military there've been some some bad incidences. Yeah. And I think this movie does what it can to be respectful while at the same time being very like challenging yeah. intellectually. Well, Obviously Demi Moore did a great job. Oh yeah. She she is amazing and she'll always be amazing mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah, she's not any kind of problem with this movie. Second time she's been in the Navy. Yeah. She was in A Few Good Men. With Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Who was a Marine, and she was in the Navy. Hmm. And Tom Cruise was in the Navy. Okay. I don't remember that much Kevin Pollock was in the Navy. That came out the year before we started this show. Okay. Well, that's why we didn't do it. Yeah, correct. So, for this movie, there's a senator who wants... I, I really believed she was wanting to get women... So did I. ...into... Like, the places they're not allowed in the army. Combat. Yeah. And uh, so she suggests, you know, that they try it and see and if a woman can keep up with the men. Mm-hmm. And then they, they go through the photos of these possible candidates until they find a pretty one. Well, yeah. Cause I the, didn't like that. They're going through, they're going through, well, it's realistic. They're going through all the different possible candidates. And like, oh, I don't know. You know. I don't know the way this one looks. I'm not putting that one on the cover of Newsweek. She looks like she could be married to a, a German beet farmer. Right. Or like that. And then they get to Demi Moore. And, I mean, they don't describe her body in as, like, fine detail or as lovingly as you do. But, <laughs> but they do mention how pretty she is or whatever. Yeah. And, but she displays competency before in the scene before that yeah she, and that, but that's not why they want her they only no. want her because she's the a same, pretty same reason you want because she's a pretty woman who they who's already in the military but um yeah she is competent and that's shown time and time again but that is so like i said that is kind of realistic though because they would they would take their politicians so they would take political calculus into it to figure out who to, who to get mm-hmm and of course, they go with someone photogenic. So they invite her 
to go through Navy SEAL training. Yeah. And it's a lot of nails, Navy SEAL training. It's a lot of nails. <laughs> oh, there's nails in it for sure. <laughs> I broke my nail, she says. Well, I mean, most of the movie is Navy SEAL training, but it's kind of insane. Like, I had no idea. And then, and the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just thinking, these people are fucking crazy. Why would anyone do this ever? Is this is this a be- the best movie about Navy SEALs since Navy SEALs? I never saw that movie. Sucks. But, I mean, did that movie talk about Navy SEAL training? It sucks. Okay. That's all you need to know about it. Okay. So, like, it's all kinds of torture. Like, they have to eat garbage out of a garbage can. Like, that's awful. Well, okay, so they... Demi Moore is in the Navy, and, you know, where she can sail the seven seas. And uh, she's got a boyfriend... Who's a commander who is a rank above, or a couple ranks above her, actually. And they apparently they entered the Navy at the same time and everything, but he was in the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he got promotions because that's what happens in the military. Right. You distinguish yourself in combat and you get promotions. And so she's, she's always wanted to serve in a combat role. She wanted to go into the Gulf War, they wouldn't let her. And she wanted to serve. On a, a submarine in the Gulf War. Not even in a combat role, because obviously that wasn't allowed. But they wouldn't even let her on the submarine, because no. they didn't have a bathroom for her. <laughs> so stupid. You couldn't just uh, change the sign on one of the bathrooms? No, like... they'd, have to, they'd have to install a tampon machine and, and everything. And it's just Oh, yeah. Well, we hear all about how they apparently... Apparently, they have to now have a gynecologist on staff, because she's there. Right. What the fuck? Like, why, why? That's stupid. What do you mean? Like, just because she's now there, they have to have a gynecologist. Well, what if something happens? Send her out somewhere then, or, you know, have a regular doctor, like, deal with it, unless it's an emergency. I mean, like... Oh, yeah. And and what's the likelihood? Like, is her uterus just going to explode? Like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, she can't get through three months without seeing the gynecologist? I don't know. It's stupid. Okay. And insulting. I, I mean, I'll take your word for it. We see the gynecologist once a year unless something's wrong. Okay. So, I'm so, just saying. Right. But so she she gets there. She gets selected for this, and, and she wants to do it. So she gets there, and it is brutal. The first night. So we meet the master chief, who is the drill instructor of the movie. It's like this is the movie this movie's sort of like full metal jacket if there was no I guess they do kind of uh have a, a combat mission at the end so it's, it's kind of like full metal jacket in that way. Okay. But it's it's mostly the training part. You know yeah. like the part of full metal jacket everyone likes. <laughs> so this guy is the Christopher Walken drill sergeant character and when he first came into the movie and he recites that poem and everything I was like, is this guy doing a Christopher Walken impression? <laughs> His voice was so weird. He sound, he sounded like Christopher Walken, but just not as not as extreme. Hmm. I did not notice that. Yeah, he was he was more like a you know, uh, a bird never says it's going to be whatever. But then I found out that the actor's name is uh uh Vigio 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 Mortensen and uh he's not American, so Oh, he's, that doing explains his, it. he's doing his best American accent, and he's not doing a good job. The poem's cool, though. Like, sure, something about a bird never feels sorry for itself, or yeah. whatever. A wounded animal doesn't feel sorry for itself. A bird can fall from a bough and yeah. will never have pity, or something like that. It's a D. H. Lawrence poem. It it you know comes up you know at the end of the movie too so it's mm-hmm. worth paying attention to, but they start out he says that sixty percent of the class will drop out. Yeah, apparently that's just a historical figure up for the Navy SEAL training. And he says I always like to get one on the first day, mm-hmm. and until I get that one, this day doesn't end. Yeah, so they just keep going with training exercises until. Somebody rings the bell three times and quits. What a fucking, like, masochistic asshole. But, I mean, I guess that the whole point is 
that the training is physical, emotional, and psychological torture. Yeah, well, they do a damn good job. <laughs> so, yeah, they give them like five seconds to eat, and then they've got to throw everything in the garbage, and then when they're done for the day, they're like, oh, take, take that food out of the garbage and eat it. Yeah, when they're starving because they've expelled, expended so much energy, their bodies are just crying out for food, then yeah. they're like, oh, here's the garbage. At one point, they give them a physical break. They put them in a classroom. They've been up for like, I don't know, 20 hours at this point. Cause at least. Because nobody's quit yet. And he's like, I want 500 words on why I love the Navy. And then they turn the lights out, crank the heat up, and play like fucking easy listening or whatever. Yeah, it was like classical, classical music. music. Trying to put them to sleep. It's awful. Because whoever falls asleep is going to get punished or whatever. But she... Did a good job. She didn't fall asleep. Correct. She also was smart enough to hide some food in her pocket and eat it while they were writing. Right. <laughs> I noticed a couple people did that. I wonder if they'd get in trouble for that. I don't know. I don't know. They didn't. But she gets there and she has separate barracks, a separate bathroom, and during one of the first trainings, they, they have a step that she steps oh, that, on. Yeah. I, I understand her not liking that, but... Having her own barracks and bathroom, I think, made a lot of sense. Right. And then, uh, so they're giving her these accommodations, and she's pissed off about it. She doesn't like that they're treating her differently. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to step. And they're like, whatever, just go. And then, like, some asshole won't help her over the wall after she lets them all stand on her back to get over a wall. They won't help her up. So she needs the fucking step. And because of that, she is behind everybody. Mm-hmm. And they still say she passed because they are giving her an extra 30 seconds. Yeah. So she's livid that she doesn't have to redo this obstacle course because she should have failed. Right. Fucking crazy. Like, they're all fucking crazy. She's a masochist. Definitely. So then she goes and demands to be treated like a man and she moves into their barracks. And the one guy freaks out. He's like, you can't sleep next to me with these, with these tampons. Yeah, he's all pissed off that she's got tampons. <laughs> I'd be more pissed off if she didn't have them. Right. That'd be great. Apparently she's not having her period anyway. Yeah, because she's lost so much weight. Yeah, which makes sense. That does happen. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think that it was appropriate at all. And then, like, there's even at one point, like, I think... When she moved in and the commanding officer guy said, come up with a schedule for the bathroom or whatever, I think yeah. he meant so she could be in there by herself. Yeah. So I get why the why in the guise of the movie, she's this badass that's like, I don't want any special treatment. And I think it goes down easier for guys that might be against women in combat roles it's like oh she, you know she's actually doing the stuff she's you know supposed to be doing that all the guys have to do and everything and i get it in the guise of the movie but i don't think i would be that way of course i wouldn't do navy seal training regardless right same like i said they're all fucking crazy but i i have to assume that that master chief character that was the first uh, soldier that he attempted to rape he didn't do you think that he was attempting to rape her, or do you think he was just pretending? I think he was pretending, okay. but I think he went way too far. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was really disturbing. Who are the redeemable characters in this movie? That's what I want to know, besides Demi Moore. Like, they're, when she first gets there, that guy in charge is like, hey, you know, we've got these accommodations for you. We want to make things go as smoothly as possible. If anybody harasses you or anything, yeah. I don't want to know about it right away. And you think like, oh, he's a good guy. And then Demi Morris like uh, goes to his office after a few days and is like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You're giving me all this special treatment. Fuck you. She was she was really rude to him. And he's like, okay, well, then I'll, uh, then I will uh, treat you like an asshole. Then. And then that... The Master Chief character, Vigio Mortensen, he's, like, attempts to rape her. He's, you know... Again, not for real. No, he pretends to attempt to rape her when she's caught. Yeah. It's like, he's like, what do you think is going to happen when you get caught? They're going to, you know, they're going to do this. And... He beat the shit out of her, though. Well, she broke his nose, too, and they beat each other up and everything. 
And it's like his 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 second in command or whatever is like, hey, you went way too fucking far. This is like and and it's like chewing him out and everything and stuff. And he's like, uh, he's like, this this can't happen again. And he's like, yeah, it's gonna happen again or whatever. And you think like, oh, he's a fucking asshole, you know? Right. And then he's like, she's not the problem. We're the problem. Yeah. Well, he said not us, maybe, but it will happen again. Right. Yeah. And it's like, so are you a good guy or are you not a good guy? Like, I don't. I, I mean, I guess that there are shades of gray. These characters. Yeah, I think all the characters have some good and bad to them. There's a. <sighs> There's a little too much reality, I think. A little too much shades of gray for these characters. Like it's, I don't need. I don't need someone to be like the bright, shining beacon of light. I know this is a very complex issue, whether or not women should be allowed in combat roles in the military. But I wanted at least one character that was just kind of like, eh, "Fuck all these people," you know? Right. Do whatever you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, the nurse. Yeah, yeah, the nurse was pretty supportive. The nurse was incredibly supportive, and then, you know, she got fucking, like, taken down and sent to accused court of being, and everything. Accused of being a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah, they had photographers, like, taking pictures of her from, like, outside the base. It was weird. Well, that's part of the political intrigue of the, the movie, because the senator... Who, like you said, I thought was all for women's rights and women's right. equality and everything. She's making a big show of this that this guy's going to uh, at a hearing for him to become the secretary of the navy, and it's a confirmation hearing for him. And she's making this big show of this uh, women, you know, you don't treat women nice or whatever. And they're like, okay, you're going to try a torpedo as confirmation. We want this guy to be confirmed. What kind of deal can we make? So they, she makes the deal to get Demi Moore into Navy SEAL training or or active combat training. They choose Navy yeah. SEAL training because it's the hardest. Right. And then you're like, okay, so she's, you know, fighting for, for them and everything. And they make these, she's got a couple really good scenes and they make this, uh, this big show of it. Then they're like, Hey, we're going to uh, close her her mil- the military bases in her district because in her state in Texas because that will get the people pissed off and she won't get reelected because that's a bunch of jobs and prestige and everything like taken away from them. So, in order to prevent that, she aids them in taking her down with this fake lesbian story. It's ridiculous. So that they don't. Take the bases away. So she just sells her out. And then when she talks to her about it, she's like, look, I didn't think you were going to actually do it. I figured we'd, I figured, you know, we'd get, we'd get the deal. We'd be pop. You drop out after a couple weeks. We'd be super popular. And yeah, it's a big win for us. So she did it all for political purposes. She doesn't give a fuck about women's quality at all. Yeah. She's like, I didn't think you'd do so damn good. And she was like, you don't want that life, that combat life and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I fucking do. Well, she didn't say that. She said, I should be able to have the choice. Yeah. Well, the the point is, is that some women might. Yeah. But I don't think she, I don't think she would stay in it. Do you? I don't know. Does, does she stay in it? I mean, it doesn't really say, cause like there's that whole thing with her and her boyfriend too, where like she was just going away for three months for this. But if she actually does, uh, Navy SEAL duty, she'll be gone for three years. That's the other thing, too. They share a bath, a weird bath for some reason. And uh, I don't know why you think that's so funny. I just think it's weird for two adults to be in a bath together, stewing in their own juice and Ew. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure they share lots of juice, so it's all right. <laughs> you don't think that could be a little sexy, at least? I don't know. Do why do you want to share a bath? Well, no, but okay. It's like being in a hot tub. You know, it's warm, relaxing. But it's so much smaller, and like you're supposed to be getting clean. Like sharing a hot tub is <laughs> all about getting dirty, Carol. Right. You know that one place where you can go and rent a hot tub or whatever. Yeah, it's gross. I would never do that. You know, take a black light to one of those hot tubs. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look like fucking city club, right? On a Saturday night, Ugh. so gross. Look like world's biggest rave. <laughs> It'll look like that scene in Fear, 
with Mark Wahlberg and uh, and Reese Witherspoon when they're uh, at that rave. Okay. What? I don't know which one you're... I don't know what scene you're referring to, but... The cops come to break up that rave where a rave would never be. Yeah. And it was all bright and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, okay. A, continue, just a, a third option for the joke. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so he's like, she's like, well, hey, you know, I, I'm going to leave for three months, but what if I want to continue to do this? So, you know, wait for me for three years. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, you want me to decide right now if I'm willing to wait for three years? That's so ridiculous. Like, that is a big ask. They're not even married. He had, like, he had no idea that that would ever be a possibility. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, fuck yeah. I, I thought I knew where I wanted to be. That's like, what What the fuck? She, see, she was very... She, okay, so she had a lot of positive characteristics. Demi Moore's character. Uh... uh Whatever I don't know where I can't remember what her name was. Oh, it wasn't Jane. It started with a J. O'Neill Jordan Jordan yeah. O'Neill. Anyway, so she had a lot of good characteristics, but she was also kind of an asshole. Oh, in yeah. certain ways too. I don't think she was any kind of saint. Typical military person, right? No offense, military people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like she was fine. Like she was a little, I don't know, too in your face, and I don't know. She wanted everything to be exactly the way she wanted it all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But this training looks insane. Yeah, they had them holding up boats full of water for hours. Yeah. Well, at one point, they're they're using, like, live rounds and missiles. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, how do people... I want to know how many people have gotten hurt or even maybe killed yeah. in this training. Like on accidents. Yeah. Because, I mean, they have the... I mean, they, I guess they have it going above their head, so it should be safe. But, like, what if somebody jumps up for some stupid reason? There's, they got stung by a bee. Right. Who knows? You're telling me there's never been an accident? Right. They fucking cover that shit up. Ugh. I don't... Yeah, I would not do that ever at all. Mm-mm. No. There, there's no way. I'm just not... My dad was in the Army during uh, Korea. Mm-hmm. He was stationed in Germany, so not in combat, thank God. But it's like that's I don't we don't have a huge like that he was drafted like he was didn't choose to go in the army and we don't have like a very long military history in my family and I, it's never been something I've been I mean you know more power to the people that want to do it I appreciate that there are people that want to do it but, so that we don't have to but, like hundred percent thank you but yeah, yeah not, I would not want to not my not <laughs> the life for me right. But yeah, she and she beat the shit out of that uh, master chief dude right. when he was pretending to rape her with just her legs. Like her arms were bound behind her back. Uh-huh. He was not bound, and I don't really think that was a realistic portrayal of how this would go down. I mean, she only had use of her legs, and she managed to kick his ass. Well, he won eventually. No. Yeah. No, she won. He fucking knocked the shit out of her. She was down. He was up walking around, and he was like, you know, he's he's talking to the guys, and he's like, yeah, you know, you guys tell me what I want to know. Because they're, they're simulating a, a situation where they're all captured. He's like, you guys tell me what, what I want to know, you know, or I'm going to fucking kill her, basically. And they're like, they're because they're like, you better stop, you know, you better stop, or, or you know, or we'll tell you. And she's like, don't tell him and everything. So he, she's on the ground while he's doing that. Then she stands up, like all kind of like beaten and stuff. And he's like, you don't want any more of this, O'Neill. And that's when she says, suck my dick. Yeah. So it's like she broke his nose, got some good licks in, but he he won that fight. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. I think it's pretty realistic. If she's that much of a badass, like, I, even with her, because her, she, you know, head-butted him in the back of the... And and I don't think he was expecting it. Yeah. I think his, I think his guard was down. Oh, yeah, he thought he won, because that was when he had her bent over. Right. Ugh. And he was cutting her pants with a knife. Yeah, how much farther... That's my question, how much farther would he have taken that? Well, that's what I'm I'm wondering. Like, I'm afraid that he might have raped her. 
like I think he might have thought he was just pretending and then like done it anyway. You know what I mean? Like, how do you? Okay, no, I'm saying like getting caught up in what he was pretending to do. (laughs) What? How do you get caught up in a rape? I don't understand that. Just like okay, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. Oh, now I'm raping you. Like what the fuck? You don't understand what I'm saying. I think that if you didn't want to rape somebody, if you were simulating a rape for the training purposes, for because you're some kind of goddamn monster, <laughs> but you didn't actually want to rape them, I'm pretty sure you would be able to stop yourself before penetration. <laughs> I guess. You should. I mean, you're if saying, you don't want to, if you don't stop yourself before then, then you wanted to rape that person. Well, you're saying like you don't know how much further he was going to take it. Like, how much further Correct. could he have taken it? Like, he could have gotten her naked, got ugh. gotten her pants off, completely yeah. off. And I think at that point, he should have stopped. I mean, he should he shouldn't have done it at all. But I think that's as far as you could reasonably take it. Speaking of her naked, though, remember mm-hmm. that scene when he's watching her shower and then just talks to her like nothing's going on, even though she catches him fucking watching her, watching her shower. Well, I was he did he come in there to clandestinely watch her shower? I think he came in there to talk to her, but she's naked and showering. Yeah, and then she turns around, and <laughs> it's so funny too. I don't know if Demi Moore was naked or not on the set, but it was so funny because. I don't know if this is in the script or not, but a couple times his eyes fucking went down. Oh, well, yeah, of course. What do you mean, of course? There's a hot, naked woman standing in front of you. You're not going to look? Tell us again how hot she is. She's very hot. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, so um, <laughs> I, I think he was trying to treat her like a man. I think that was the point. I don't know. Maybe not, but I think that was the point of it. See, At one point, she said permission to get dressed. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he was trying to treat her like a man. I don't think she felt like a man in that situation. I think she felt threatened. I would have. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. But if I'm... <laughs> wow. Way to immediately bail out of your premise. Well, no, because I'm just thinking about it. Like, that's how I would feel. But maybe she wouldn't because she is so tough or whatever. But I don't know. I don't know. She certainly didn't act... Like she was upset about it, but she acted curt and angry and like she, you know, like she did when she was talking to people about shit. It seemed like, I don't know. It seemed like a power move. I agree. I think it was completely inappropriate. The thing is, is there is a way to integrate women into combat roles without watching them shower. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But this this movie follows the plot of a lot of... I kind of already touched on it with Full Metal Jacket, but also kind of reminds me a lot of Top Gun. It, uh, it, remi- it follows the structure of a lot of these movies, military training movies. Here's the, our protagonist that we're following, the hotshot trainee. They go through the training. It's hard. There are pitfalls and everything. And then at the end the very end, there's a combat mission. Well, they got to yeah. go on their first mission, and then the end. And that's, you know, it's Top Gun, that's Full Metal Jacket, that's a lot of these military movies. Well, and then when they had to do their training exercise, I mean, they're real, for real combat, not training exercise. Yeah, they had to save a uh, ranger unit. One of this Master Chief dude's biggest, you know, complaints was that she wouldn't be able to help a wounded man. You wouldn't be able to, you know carry 250 pounds blah 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 right, right, right. so you know the the character arc the big thing of the movie is that he gets hurt and she saves him because he's an idiot <laughs> yeah he is um but i mean i liked that and that the only reason i think that his character is redeemed is because he did go through that so i can believe he changed i don't think that he started out decent but I think that his opinions change, and he let her know that. So that was kind of redeeming. Yeah, and I think that's the whole point of the poem and, yeah. and giving her the medal and stuff like that is that, yeah, he is, he's been changed by the experience of having her there. Because he even says at one point in the movie that he wants her gone. Yeah. That she jeopardizes all of them mm-hmm. by simply being there. 
Yep. It's the old boy kind of. The, oh, the other thing that happened that really pissed me off, and I hate when this happens. Anytime a woman, any kind of woman, achieves some new position of power, whether it's something that, even if they're not the first, whether it's something that tradi- tra- women traditionally don't do, like CEO of a company, or, you know, your new boss or whatever. Like, you know, it can, it can even be on, like, a, a smaller level, mm-hmm. right? Uh, one of the first things that certain men will always invariably say is, she slept with get, get yeah. that one. Hot, don't want to ask how you, you got this job. Who's dick to get this job? It's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I, it's it pisses me off so much. Like that's that's right. That's all the woman's good for is the holes in her body. You fucking idiots. Well, and God forbid if any of them had ever figured out that that boy that guy was her boyfriend, because then they'd be like, oh, you know, that's how because she's with somebody above her. Exactly, and that's probably why. Actually, now that I think about it, that's probably why he didn't say anything. Because at first I thought he was gonna be like a dick. That he was going, because they're asking him, his higher ops are asking him to give them intel on her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck, they're going to turn the boyfriend against her because he doesn't really want her there anyway. And this boyfriend's going to be an asshole character, but it's another Shades of Grey moment where he does what they ask him to do because, like, they're, that's his bosses. But then he tells her everything about it. Yeah. Like, they're looking at you. They want you out of here. This, these are the things that they're they're looking at and stuff like that. So he keeps her informed. But he doesn't say that he's her boyfriend. And I didn't. That made me think that he was kind of being like a, you know, a lying asshole about it. But now that you say that, he probably didn't because he didn't want them to use that against her. Yeah. So that, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Uh, but yeah, I, overall, it was a good movie, a brutal movie. There's a lot of I, there's a lot of big ideas in this movie mm-hmm. related to the idea of what feminism is and what feminism isn't. The idea of you know women in the military and 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 whether a woman's life is more valuable than a man's and so like because at one point she he says that it's a detriment to have her there. Because they tried it in Israel, and like twenty guys died trying to save one wounded woman and, and stuff like that behind enemy lines. And she says something like, "You know, oh, do you, you know, are you trying to say like a woman's life's more valuable than a man's or whatever?" And when she said that, however, the way she put it, I was kind of thinking like, ah, sort of. I mean, like, what? I if I were in a situation. Where it's almost like hardwired into guys, I think. If I was in a situation where there was peril, I would make sure that the women and children in that situation were protected. That they were out of harm's way first. Even if they were strong enough to kick your ass? Because, I mean, she's able to take care of herself. Pro- I get, yeah. I mean, I guess probably not in that situation. I mean, like a lot of women are weaker than men and would need a lot of help, but she didn't. Right. Well, I agreed. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point, actually. I guess in that situation, I'd probably want her to protect me. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's but it is you know, if you're looking at e- equality, like she, or that character would be tougher than me. Because she went through SEAL training, and there's no way I could. But if you put her on the the, uh, the plane of other guy, other people that are guys that went through SEAL training, so they're kind of equal toughness, they might have this idea that they have to protect her yeah, above other people in there. It's not a bad point, is what I'm saying. But I don't know. I think... I don't know. It's it's a weird. What do you think? Do you think that women should be allowed in combat roles in the military? Um, I think only if they are able to do what men do. I don't think that with accommodations, I, I because then there, like you said, there are no accommodations on the battlefield, right? So I think they truly have to be able to hold their own against the men. Yeah, and that that's that is the big problem is that there are certain. There are certain jobs that are maybe more traditionally masculine 
that you could have accommodations for so that you can get more females in those roles just because it's more valuable to have the more diversity. I mean, like, I think it's weird that it's a controversial opinion that the more diversity you have in any group, the better things are because you get different perspectives, different culture, you know. And the reason I think it's weird that that's a controversial opinion to some people is because that is the premise of this country. Right. Oh, country! This country's entire premise is that e pluribus unum, you know, like out of many different types, one that, you know, we... We are the melting pot. Exactly. People from all kind of walks of life come here and we all come out Americans. Uh, and yeah, I think so. It's But anyway, uh, but in the military specifically, I don't think you can do that because anything that's a life or death situation yeah i don't think you can do that like because police and firefighters i think the women should be able to do what the men do exactly not with accommodations yeah exactly yeah. I, I and i agree i think for police it's it's already like that okay. i'm pretty sure i don't know about firefighting or not but I know, I know there are women officers out there i know like physical tests for like kids in schools have different requirements for mm-hmm. girls and boys and stuff so which know. is yeah the the president's physical fitness yeah. test and everything and that's fine yeah. At one point, somebody's like, point in here, this is like one of my weird, like, I like, uh, you know, fitness kind of moments. But uh, one of the guys is like, oh, average woman's 25% body fat. With a quarter of their weight's body fat. And it's like, so? Like, yeah, they have boobs. Wh- what are you talking about? <laughs> the average guy is like 15% body fat. I mean, the average guy that's in shape. I don't think the average guy is 15% right. body fat. But the average in shape guy is like 15% body fat. There's only 10% less. And as you said, guys don't have breasts or the, uh, you know, on their hips and rear ends, the fat deposits, which are not unhealthy places uh, to have fat, the fat deposits that women have. But what is that? That means nothing. Mm-hmm. That kind of body composition doesn't mean anything for their physical, overall physical ability. Right. But yeah. Anyway, so. I would recommend it. Oh yeah, for sure. It was definitely a good good watch. It's hard, it's a hard watch though. Like yeah. be prepared to be to to cringe. disturbed, yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, that is the episode for the week, Carol. So you can write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yep. Tell your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.